You are listening to episode 62 of the Tennis Files podcast. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. And today is going to be a solo episode. Uh, You know, one of the most important strokes in the game, obviously, is the serve. And I have actually, you know, been practicing it uh you know all my life i've been i've had many struggles with the stroke it's definitely uh one of the tougher ones in the game for sure and um yeah and i'm here to just share with you uh seven tips on how to improve your tennis serve basically i'm going to cover what i think are the seven serve killers all of which i've had trouble with uh during my uh career and um, before I do that, I just want to give a couple shout outs. Uh, the first one is to Dennis Kudla. Uh, I don't actually know him personally, but uh, he is from the Mid-Atlantic area in Fairfax, uh, Virginia. And uh, he recently made the semifinals of the Halley Open a tournament in uh, the United Kingdom. And he, he played Federer in the semis. And I think he was a qualifier. So uh, that's really a great accomplishment. So congrats to him. And also, I really appreciate uh, a recent review. I think actually it was posted today by Ludabang uh, on iTunes, and he left a really nice review, which I really appreciate. And he said, most tennis shows I used to listen to do recaps of tournaments and give their opinions. Mirabot interviews really interesting people with unique perspectives at all levels of tennis. The interview with David Fish was so thought-provoking. This is the best tennis podcast, hands down. Thanks. Uh, really uh, humbled and honored by that comment. Um, and there's definitely a lot of great podcasts. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, at least a good number of you um, rank this among, uh, you know, the top of your list. So that's great. And yeah, Dave Fish, uh, great episode there about UTR, uh, Universal uh, Tennis Rating System. And uh, that's one I'll, I'll uh, include in the show notes. But yeah, to the seven serve killers that I've... Um, you know, experience during my, uh, my, all my practices, you know, I've, I've noticed them at certain points, uh, when I've recorded myself, especially through a video or even smartphone, which I think you all should do, you know, you just want to get a, a solid tripod and then just put your, your smartphone with an adapter or a video camera. And then you can really check out, uh, what is going on with your, you know, with your serve. And so the first one uh, is very common, and actually uh, Ian Westerman uh, mentioned this on Tennis Summit 2018 uh, with the serve session. It's you know it's your grip. You know you really have to take a hard look. I mean this is the first thing that you need to pay attention to is your grip because it's really more limiting than you think. Like you could actually have a great uh, rest of your service motion and technique and whatnot, um, but if you don't have that you know a solid grip then you won't be able to really, you know, have your throwing motion be optimal. And so you want to use the continental grip for sure. Um, And, you know, at one point I 
Um, I was wondering why I couldn't, you know, generate as much topspin as my peers. And I, you know, finally checked out my grip. And it's actually, uh, at the time, it was kind of like kind of a weak grip, like more towards the eastern uh, forehand rather than continental. And so I wasn't able to produce spin uh, as, you know, as well. I was like kind of slicing it, but not getting the topspin. And once I moved my uh, grip over to the, the continental grip, uh, I really had a much greater success. So I'm definitely really happy with that change for sure. So, you know, I mean, it obviously it depends on the level you want to reach. If you are, you know, content with the three five four zero level or below, and, uh, you know, you're just playing for fun, then, you know, by all means, of course, you can keep your grip because it definitely will be somewhat of a, uh, you know, obviously it'll it'll be kind of uncomfortable at first to change it, but, you know, it just takes... Uh, several practice sessions. Just go to the court by yourself and practice your serve with a new grip. And you don't even have to do a full motion. Just get your your uh, racket uh, in the trophy position with the right grip and then, you know, just go from there. And, uh, you know, for me, I try to practice my serve at least, um, you know, Saturday and Sundays and, you know, maybe during the week, but it's pretty hard, um, with, with work and all that stuff. So, but yeah, get out there and practice your serve, practice that continental grip. And, um, you know, obviously there's, you know, small variations that are acceptable, but you can't go wrong with a continental grip. So again, you know, check out your grip. It may be a huge limiting factor in your serve. So serve killer number two, uh, number one was a bad grip. Number two is a, a bad toss. Um, again, you could have a great service motion, but you know, if you don't have a consistent toss, then you're going to end up, uh, being unbalanced and, uh, you know, going all around the world, trying to hit the ball. So the solution to that and and what I found, like, I guess the problems that I found with myself with my toss is I tended to do a couple things, you know, I might, my toss would be kind of jerky, so it wouldn't be a smooth motion. Um, Sorry, it's my alarm there. Uh, so, you know, again, my my th- throwing motion with my arm, my my non dominant arm, uh, when I tossed it, it would be jerky. Um, it would just it'd be kind of a flick. So the second thing is I would flick my wrist, which you do not want to do. And so those two things uh, um, contributed to an inconsistent toss for sure. So what you want to do is you want to keep your arm you know, as straight as you can. I mean, obviously it should be relaxed. You don't need to lock your arm. You know, I think that's going a little too far and that's putting more tension into your left arm, which I don't think you want. But, you know, as straight as you can. Um, Ball in the fingertips is what works for me. I mean, there's other techniques too. Um, Sometimes people hold the ball just like they're holding uh, a cup, which is, I guess, the uh, wrist is actually like facing sideways. Uh, But for me... You know, normal wrist up, ball and fingertips, and then you want to just lift the ball, and you know, like I mentioned, don't flick your wrist, keep it smooth, and um, also you want to visualize a clock that helps a lot to help you like place the ball where you want to, where it should be, which is generally you know the one o'clock, um, and then you can go a bit back to twelve or eleven if you're hitting top spin or a kick serve. Uh, so those work. So I hope that. The uh, solutions for the bad toss uh, helps you out. That's really important. Uh, the third serve killer that I've recognized, um, you know, in my time as uh, practicing is a 
jerky motion, though a hitch. So I actually um, have recognized, um, you know, in my career that when I've hit my serves, I've had like a hitch, you know, kind of at the top of the motion. And obviously, if you watched all the pros, uh, you rarely will find this. You know, you'll find very smooth motions. And, you know, if you have a hitch, that's going to uh, stop the momentum um, of your of your uh, your motion. And, and this is really one that you will really only find if you're either hyper aware of your body, how your body is working, or if you video yourself and it's it just just video yourself. It's that's the way to really find this out or if somebody obviously mentions it to you. And so uh, a couple of solutions. Um, so obviously diagnosing it is videoing yourself. And then um, you want to try this. So put two balls, uh, tennis balls in a sock, and then you want to just mimic your, your uh, uh, serve swing, or your service motion rather. And then, um, you know, what you want to do is it, you're going to keep it as continuous as you can, because if you if you have any hitches, the uh, tennis balls in the sock are going to end up hitting your back. And so that's what you don't want to happen. So by, um, you know, practicing this, uh, the motion with the uh, two tennis balls in the sock, that's going to help a lot. And uh, I'll post the episode, I'm, I'm forgetting like the exact number of it, but um, Junior Orr, that was actually the turning point, you know, in his, uh, in his serve, believe it or not, he mentioned it in my interview with him, he's a, a ATP pro. Um, playing, uh, I believe, mostly futures and challengers right now. Um, you know, really fantastic player who uh, I lost to, I think, a couple years ago um, in a City Open wildcard tournament, I think. Um, yeah, he's a really, really great player. But anyway, he, you know, he used this um, tennis balls and sock um, uh, exercise, and that really helped him build up momentum and uh, continuous motion. And Believe me, I have faced the serves there like booming rockets. Um, you know, really tough to get those things back, and that that you know that really helps. Obviously, another thing is you know counting for your rhythm, so you can you know do something like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, where you know one is when you release um, the racket, and then two is when you're in the trophy position, and then three is when you um, hit the ball. So obviously, there's like some variations in the counting, but um, the main thing is to just devise some sort of um, counting for rhythm type process, and that could help. And then one, something that helps a lot is, you know, doing multiple shadow swings before you do uh, one uh, if one actual serve. So that's what I really recommend if you find yourself with a hitch that um, you can't seem to get rid of. Um, you want to do several shadow swings and then a normal swing. So try to combine those tips that I just mentioned, and you'll have a smoother motion. And again, it takes a lot of work, but it's going to be really well worth it. And you know, you can't, you know, you've got to do these things in a in a very relaxed environment. So you can't just like try to get rid of your your serve motion in matches, or you know, if you do a couple of practice sessions and then you play a tournament, um, it's it's almost a lock that. The, the hitch is going to come back. So you really have to set aside as much time as you can, um, practice time, and ideally maybe, you know, not play a couple tournaments so you can get that hitch out of your system and make a smooth motion second nature. So that's it. Uh, jerky motion there uh, and the solutions. That's, uh, you know, that's the third serve killer. Serve killer number four is a bad or non-existent racket drop. 
And as I mentioned previously, this is one of the biggest things that I, I have seen in amateur players. And it's almost like a correlation for me as to, you know, the, the worse the racket drop or like the, the more shallow the racket drop, the worse the serve the person has. Um, so, you know, what's going to happen is if you don't have a, a racket drop, you're not going to get any spin on the ball or even you know, very little. And you definitely won't get as much power on the ball for sure. I mean, just like, you know, go to YouTube and click the gear button and then click on 0.25 or half speed um, when you're watching like a video of any pro player serving and you're going to see a really nice racket drop and then do the same with amateurs or just watch them and you'll see like no racket drop. And so, um, you know, obviously with this, uh, with this problem, there's several solutions that you can have. And, you know, the first one that worked for me because I noticed the lack of racket drop in my uh, serve uh, at one point, what you want to do is just start the racket at the racket drop position, you know, because that way you're going to get a feel for the racket drop itself. Um, so you just want the, you know, have the racket kind of uh, droop down, you know, behind your back even, and then just brush up on the ball. And then you're going to, your arm is going to get used to getting that position. And then after that, progress to having the racket at the trophy position and then drop the racket. And so you don't really have to go through the whole motion for this, just simply put your racket, uh, your dominant hand up with your racket at the trophy position, um, keep your arm loose, and then really be aware of the racket drop. And then, uh, you know, practice many of these. You want, you want to practice like a ton of these two, um, starting with the racket drop position to hitting and then uh, racket a trophy position and then drop the racket and hit. Uh, many of those first. And then, you know, once you do your full uh, uh, serve motion, then you'll really feel that racket drop, um, believe me. That's what I did. <laughs> and also, you really want to have a loose arm. Um, you know, if you have a tight arm, you won't be able to have a very good racket drop. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. You know, just try to stay relax, you know, take a couple deep breaths, meditate before you serve, whatever it takes, and uh, just try to relieve the tension uh, out of your, your arm, your at least your dominant arm anyway, really both, and then that's going to help. And also I found if I'm properly loading on my back foot, that's going to help me kind of get more of that, um, that backward lean that you need to propel yourself forward. And I'm going to talk about that a bit more in the next serve killer uh, also, another one is to practice throwing a football with a friend uh, or by yourself, whatever works. And when you do that, like if you throw the ball, um, the football properly and you, you see the rotation, um, that's a byproduct of uh, a correct um, throw, really. And, and like you're going to have the racket drop or, you know, the football will drop, uh, you know, if you're. I mean, you need that in order to throw it properly. So just trust me, just throw a football around and, and you'll. And, you know, get that spiral going. And then, you know, when you serve, that's gonna, you're going to improve your serve as well and the racket drop. All right. So fifth serve killer is bad weight distribution. 
really what this means to me and what I saw with myself and others is, you know, your weight is on the front foot too early. And so when I was serving before, I would actually feel, you know, once I tossed the ball, had the racket in the trophy position, like most of my weight would actually be on my front foot. And if you think about it, you know, how can you propel forward, um, you know, powerfully like with that? If you see like uh, pitchers or even people who throw the football, uh, people, (laughs) athletes, um, they're going to load on their back foot first and then throw. And I, you know, I really have to give a lot of credit to uh, Mark Kovacs and also Will Hamilton. They actually had a great course called the 100 Mile Power Club, and of which I am a proud member. <laughs> and so basically what Mark uh, was telling Will is that um, you want to practice your serves on your back foot. So this is, you know, getting into the solution here. You know, actually, like, let's say if you're a right-hander, you know, you want to lift your left foot up and then that way all your weight is going to be on your back foot. And then you just want to, you know, hit a normal serve. And what you're going to be forced to do is load on your back foot, obviously, because your your front foot is up. And then, you know, at the point of impact, you're actually going to shift your weight forward. And trust me, you know, I was actually able to hit harder serves doing this than like my normal motion. And that's obviously because, you know, you're loading on the back foot. And uh, Mark likes to say that, you know, the serve is actually more uh, akin to shot putting. So you're loading back and down, and then you're exploding uh, up and forward. And so when you proceed with the serve like that, you know, when you practice the serve on the back foot, that's going to really help. So I love doing that. Like sometimes I'll um, notice my my weight distribution being off and like I'm not loading on my back foot. So I'll do like 10 or 20 or, or more, you know, serves on the back foot and then I'll go back to serving normal and I'll get that load, uh, that weight distribution load properly. And also another way to think about it is just to think to yourself, you know, as you're, you're getting to your power position, think majority of weight on back foot. So that's a lot of help. You know, I'm telling myself like, oh, 80% or so, just so like I, I'm I'm really uh, loading up like I need to. And, you know, that works for me. It's worked for a lot of others. So there you go with that one. And also you want to practice the power position too, because a lot of people have a bad power position. This is almost like a serve killer in itself. Um, like if you're, if you freeze the trophy position for a lot of players, like they're not where they should be. They're either like leaning too far forward or their racket face is not in the proper position or their arm is like in a weird position, like, you know, stuff like that. So you want to really have a strong power position, um, you know, where you're loaded and your weight is back and your body is turned. So then, you know, you can uncoil, um, and really smack that ball or, you know, produce a ton of spin. And another solution um, with that, I mean, you just want to remember, actually, it's not quite a solution, but you want to finish on your your non-dominant foot um, because a lot of people, like, when they're serving and then they load and then they hit, they're actually um, landing on the same, on their back foot, which is not the way to do it. I mean, you see that in, like, older style serves, but... Um, you know, you want to load on your back foot and then explode up, uh, shift the weight forward and then land on your non-dominant foot, your front foot. 
All right, surf killer number seis. That's six in Spanish, if you didn't know. Thank you, Duolingo. Um, <laughs> is to is if you're opening up too early, and if you open up too early, you use a lot lose a lot of power, and there's really no way you can hit a topspin serve. You, I mean, you could hit a slice, okay, but um, you can't hit a topspin serve. So what I mean is like, let's say you know you coil properly, whatever, but then you open up your hips you know, way before impact, um, then you're losing a lot of power. Um, and you can actually feel this, you know, how you should be th- coiling and uncoiling if you um, use a medicine ball and do some of those throws. It's going to really force you to coil and uncoil, and especially for ground strokes. But anyway, basically what you want to do um, as a solution for this is to keep your tossing up arm longer because if you do that, you're going to keep yourself in the trophy position um for as long as possible, and then you'll explode up into the ball, you know, when it's really time to do so. Because a lot of people, like, it goes hand in hand that they open their hips up and drop their tossing arm too early. Um, the second solution here is, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but keep coiled, keep your body cold as long as possible. Um, that way you won't open up early. So um, just try to, try to remember, keep coiled. And for kick and top spin you really want to actually stay sideways as long as you can because your your um follow through and finish in you know is going to be sideways as well um in most cases so stay sideways as long as you can through the swing because that way you'll really be able to brush up into the ball and hit that top spin and kick so those are the three solutions for opening opening up too early i think really the most important is to just be cognizant like recognize this problem and then try to fix it, obviously. Um, And then the seventh serve killer, the last one I have today, a lot of times servers will not, you know, have their eyes on the ball, so they won't be watching. I I even have a friend um, who he, he, for some reason, he he just, there's no way he can keep his eyes on the ball. And um, that proves very difficult in windy conditions (laughs) because, you know, sometimes a ball can move a little bit and then you're going to shank it a bunch. I mean, you really should just catch it if, if it's a bad toss, but that's another matter. Um, back to tip two. Um, but so anyways, you need to keep your eyes on the ball um, so that you can strike the ball well. Uh, this is true for all strokes, really. So um, solution number one is what you can do is you keep your eyes up a second after hitting the ball. So, you know, toss the ball up hit and then keep your eyes up. That's going to train your eyes and your head to stay up. Uh, the second solution is kind of visualize that you're swinging up at a specific part of a clock. So, you know, when I mentioned in tip number two to toss the ball at one o'clock for uh, in general and like, you know, maybe a bit, you know, around 12 or 11 for topspin slash kick serves. You know, if you think about like, and there actually being a hash mark and swinging up at it, then you're naturally going to keep your eyes up at that fake hash mark <laughs> and that will help you. And then third of all, just watch the ball, man, or ladies, just watch the ball. Keep your eyes up there um, because believe me, like if you are not looking at the ball, you drop your head. Again, same for like, you know, forehands and backhands, volleys, um, your contact uh, success ratio and how clean you hit the serve is highly dependent upon eyes watching the ball. So those are my seven serve killers. Uh, I'd really uh, definitely love it if you would uh, email me at mirbon at tennisfiles.com 
that's M-E-H-R-B-A-N at tennisfiles.com. That's T-E-N-N-I-S-F-I-L-E-S.com. If you experience any other serve killers that are really hampering your game, and obviously, you know, many thousands of you are on my email list, so feel free to email me uh, or reply to any, you know, any of those emails that you see and email me, or you can actually go to tennisfiles.com slash 62 to see the show notes for this episode, and then you can leave a comment there too. So either one works, you know, uh, works for me. So that's great. And so I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. Obviously, it's a little different from my normal interviews, but every once in a while, I just like to talk to you guys and girls uh, alone, just have my alone time with you. I know that sounds creepy. Uh, Just delete that from your mind. But uh, (laughs) to give you tips, you know, based on my experiences, and um, I just, uh, I, I feel like a lot of these really connect with you all well. I mean, I was actually at a captain's, uh, league captain's event, and I believe it, it might have been a Roger or Rohan that mentioned a specific episode, and it was about 10 tips um, to play better tennis. I, I, I got to find the, the right name for that, and I'll link it on the show notes, but you know, of all the episodes he mentioned that that one connected with him, uh, in particular, uh, my tip about um, how important it is to get a coach if you can. And, and he said that that really helped his game a lot. Um, both him and Rohan uh, went and got, um, you know, coach, and it's really helping their game a lot. You know, you have somebody to, to mentor you and guide you and, and, and let you know what you need to improve. Um, so I, I really enjoy this, this format every once in a while. Um, and I really appreciate you listening and I really would also appreciate it if you could subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast if you enjoy uh, the show and you can do that by hitting the subscribe button in iTunes or in any podcast app that you're using to listening uh, to listen to the show. Um, so definitely appreciate it. You know, you can also leave a review if you'd like, like uh, Ludabang did and uh, many others appreciate, uh, always appreciate the feedback, um, whether positive or negative. Uh, always great to hear from you all. Although I've only received five stars, so don't mess it up. Just kidding. Just kidding. And I also would like to leave you with a quote, as I often do at the end of the show, um, just to, you know, keep you inspired. And this quote is from A Nice Nin. And apologies if that is an incorrect pronunciation. And she said, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Really love that quote. Uh, I really appreciate you all listening to this episode of the Tennis Falls podcast. Um, Actually heading to Boston for a conference uh, all next week. That should be fun. And then I'll be back and working as hard as I can to produce, uh, you know, the best content I I have for you. Uh, one other thing before I go, um, you know, I'll, I'm going to be working on producing some fantastic content for you, you know, centered around what uh, in your game is challenging you the most. So I'm going to send out an email about this as well. But uh, in the meantime, if you could, if you'd like to just email me and let me know what you're struggling with the most, because I want to produce some content, you know, I'm thinking a mix of video, um, you know, written posts, and uh, maybe even a course um, on, on uh, you know, an aspect of, of your game that you're struggling with the most. So I want to figure out, 
you know, what the most popular topic is that people are having issues with that are really holding them back. And I want to to help you with the hundreds of interviews that I've done so far on both my summits um, from this year, the Tennis Summit 2018 and the Tennis Technique Summit from last year. I think in total about 70 interviews, I'd say. Yep, 70 and then 62, well, a little less than 62, obviously, with some solo episodes on this one, uh, and then a ton in person as well and on my YouTube channel. I've gathered a ton of knowledge from all the, the greatest experts, uh, greatest coaches, and top pro players, and couple that with you know er- everything that I've learned from my experiences, both being coached by great coaches and spending thousands of hours on the court and uh, trying to figure out really what works, um, you know, implementing advice from these great experts and and from what I've learned. You know, I, I want to share that with you all, and, and I continually try to share that. Um, and it would be exciting to um, really f- hone in on your issues that you're having and to produce some, some high-quality uh, content for you so that it will help your, your tennis game. Um, that's what it's all about, just improving day by day, even 1% a day, that's going to get you to great heights in your tennis career. So thanks so much for listening. Always appreciate the feedback and the love. And uh, I really, really appreciate from the bottom of my heart, everybody listening and supporting the Tennis Files podcast. And so with that being said, uh, I hope you have a fantastic day, uh, week, month, and year. And I will see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.